Hey, greetings, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of The Staredown. It's our sports talk and real estate podcast amongst friends. I'm Sean Carpenter in Columbus, Ohio, joined by Todd Meininger down in Cumming, Georgia, Anthony Malafronte in Tampa, Florida, and our usual fourth wheel, Bill Risser, is still out in California on assignment, may join us as he's driving between locations, but maybe not. Uh, but guys, we're going to fill the ship in. We got a lot to talk about. Uh, let's find out how everybody's doing. Todd, what's going on, man? How's your weekend been? Man, I couldn't be better. Um, sports, sports are back, right? <laughs> well, that, that yes. And uh, uh, now we've all talked about uh, life's happening. I um, feel like I'm over the hump uh, on the positive side of just uh, loving life and um, realizing that uh, everything's good. Um, that was helped by, um, I had a weekend with my daughter, Kate. Um, she was with me all week. Um, <laughs> she has a cat, which I grown to love. Now we had a conversation about cats. I know you're not fully on board, but man, just grew to love her and uh, had Jed back for a week. So my dog, so everything's good. And then Jenny and I went to, um, Tourist Park last night at the Battery, which is the outlier of the uh, ballpark, and watch college football and Braves uh, baseball outside. Very friendly, very safe, and it was it was really really cool. Just had a great time. Todd, um, how far are you from Tourist Park in that area? There, twenty minutes or forty five minutes. Forty five. Uh, so wow. forty forty five. Yeah. So it, it's a little bit of a hike, but so worth it. So we, uh, Sean, you and I are um, titanium platinum members of Marriott. So. Uh, I stayed at the courtyard about two miles out. Um, oh, cool. Their normal shuttle bus was not running, which they haven't got back up front since COVID, which is fine. But I Ubered uh, there and back, and we just had a big old time. Just had so much fun. Um, it's great. Uh, those, those naysayers with COVID, um, there's some safe places to go where you can go have a good time, be outside, and you're contributing to society. Uh, paying for beers at restaurants and having a good old time. So couldn't say, uh, can't say enough about what a great week I had, uh, both personally and uh, with sports, which we'll get into. So good. Th- good. thanks for asking, Sean. Awesome. And Mal, you played golf Saturday and Sunday. I think you had a charity outing on Saturday, right? And then you played yeah, your regular yes. Sunday match today. Yeah, we had a charity outing uh, at West Chase for Jacob's Touch. It's a organization run by uh, the wonderful Kimmy Fine here in uh, – in Tampa, uh, Jacob is her, uh, I think, 17, Jake's 17-year-old autistic son. Um, and Jacob's Touch Foundation uh, provides uh, support, both uh, uh, monetarily and uh, in every other way, to families with kids with uh, autism. And uh, mm. Jake's a, a, a participant up at Quantum Leap Farm. And... Uh, uh, my Tampa agent was a platinum sponsor of uh, now for the fifth year uh, of uh, of Jacob's Touch. We had a great day. Uh, came in fifth, shot seventeen under, and ended up in fifth place, which was kind of nice. nice. Uh, but it was it was a very a fun day, and then uh, had the, uh, the the standard skins game. Uh, excuse me, uh, quota game this morning at West Chase, and uh, Mal pulled off a victory this morning. Third person five. Mal did. Yeah, Mal was Yeah, good. baby. Yeah, baby. <laughs> he was uh, plus five to quota, made a couple of birdies in a row, and hit the ball nice and solid. And uh, 
And in between that, we got Gregory, Clarissa, and Sophia completely moved into their new home. Nice. Uh, I realized something this week, gentlemen, that there isn't a chance on this in this life, maybe the next one if I get better knees, but going up and down stairs is not much for my future because when I got mm. done playing a scramble, which was pretty easy, and then going up and down stairs, packing the remaining small items uh, to get over to Greg and Carissa's house. When I got done, when I tried to get up after the first period of the uh, lightning game, <laughs> my legs said, sorry, buddy, you're going to have to sit down a couple of more seconds. Yeah. Do you have a wheelchair in your future, Mal, or is it not accessible? <laughs> Pro- no, I'm probably, sorry, I'm sorry, elevator, elevator, not wheelchair. Probably knee elevator. replacement surgery, Todd, is what I probably have in my future. But we'll Is see there an there. elevator uh, possibility or no? No way. Uh, I live in a single-story home here in beautiful Tampa, Florida, and uh, uh, the lovely uh, bride and I have no plans to move out. Um, so um, the biggest step I have to get is is about six inches. Uh so I'm, I think I'm good. Ranch is good, right? Ranch is good. They are good. They are nice. Good. Well, guys, uh, I had a great weekend. How about uh, you, Todd? Start, started on Thursday. I sent you guys some photos. I, Kevin and I played a quick quick 18 on on OSU Gray, our easier course. We played a two-hour and five-minute uh, round of golf. Then later that day, we went over to Dayton, Ohio, and uh, played a great course called Moraine Country Club. Old-style course. Hosted the, it was beautiful. Yeah, hosted the 1945 PGA Championship. Uh, won by Byron oh. Nelson. It was in that string, Mal, where Byron won the uh, his 11 in a row. And uh, chart on the wall, Mal, it was a match play. You know, back in then it was match play. And, you know, just reading through the names on there, Jack Grout, who was Jack Nicholas's uh, teacher, uh, Bob Kepler, oh. who was the coach at Ohio State. Uh, the very first round, Byron Nelson played Gene Sarazen. Um, wow. You know, so it's just, just that the course was fantastic. Truly an old linksy style course. One through four goes up the hill, then a par five, then six through nine comes back down to the clubhouse, and then 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 go up the hill, and then come back. It's so cool. Yeah. And, um, and then I played Saturday and Sunday. We played the big course, played Scarlet, and uh, I played good. I, I 78, 80 uh, on that course. My handicap's dropping a little bit, so uh, excited but, uh, but weary. Hopefully the, the play can continue. We have our Scarlet and Gray matches, which is kind of our, our club's Ryder Cup uh, this weekend. Wow. So that should be fun. But guys, let's talk uh, sports because we are, you know, we had a lot of episodes where we were waiting for days like Saturday and Sunday, where we had a lot of stuff going on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, all this past week. Uh, let's start with the game last night, Mal. I, I, I tried to stay up. Usually when the, when the Stanley Cup's in the building, I'm going to stay up and I was just beat from all day of football. But your, your Lightning had a two to one lead until about six. 15 left and uh stars get a great goal uh you know they coming out of a, a your guys killed killed the penalty in like literally like three seconds yes. after it was even even ice uh just your thoughts on the game that stars win game five in double overtime and they now are trailing still three to two so uh you know they're in a must-win situation tampa obviously wants to win game six uh, but just your thoughts on game six spe- or game five specifically. Um, if I wasn't a Lightning fan, it'd be really easy to root for the Dallas Stars. I agree. They are a scrappy, skilled uh, – mm. they play as a team. They're a lot of fun to watch, right? Uh, and they're given 
the lightning and the lightning are giving them everything they possibly can. It's uh, um, uh, the game itself. I was on the edge. You were on the edge of your seat watching it the entire time. Yeah. Right. Uh, the goal that Palat scored was phenomenal. The move that he made with his left leg. Oh my gosh, it was that, so good. Oh, that was so beautiful. Uh, he he literally froze the goalie. The goalie didn't did. even think to put his stick out yeah. because he thought for sure he's coming to his left side. And and the save that the the I can't say the guy's name Kabokin Kahoman the the goalie Kudobin yeah out. yeah mm. the save he made with his toe at the uh, towards the end of the of the third period was one of the best saves. He was completely spread out, and he got the – it didn't hit his pad. It hit the toe of his skate, and you could see him looking there to do it, and he was going to his left, and he sprawled to his right. It was a brilliant save. Uh, but the best thing about it, Sean, for me, after the game, all of those players are so respectful of each other and of the game, the way they talk about it and what they have to do. It's just – it's so much fun to watch. Uh, yeah. And two overtimes, I think the Lightning now have played over three games of overtime in this family cup. Yeah, remember they had the five-game – the five-overtime game against Columbus. And I believe oh, yeah. It seems one like a million years Boston. ago, right? Yeah. yeah. Before last night, they had played 191 minutes of overtime, and then they played almost two full periods yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the first one they lost last night. Yeah. So they, they come back, they, you know, they, once again, they, they will be, well, I think they, did they have 90 some shots last night? Yes. Yeah. That's, wow. You know, amazing. Yeah. I, th- I think it was 90 between the two, two teams, but yeah. Okay. Um, Cause I think Kudobin stopped 46 shots or he was shots. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, they play tomorrow night. And that's why we're recording tonight instead of tomorrow night. Uh, we've got a great Monday night football game, which we'll talk about in a bit. And we have the Stanley Cup uh, game six, where once again, the cup will be in the building. It's there for the for Monday and possibly Wednesday if needed. But um, good luck to your, your team, Mal. We're, I think Todd and I are both both pulling for the for the lightning. We'd love to see. It's a great sporting event, though, isn't it? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's so good. And I think that, you know, we've, we've said it on the show. We said it on the text thread i don't know that there's a better play-by-play guy than mike emmerich um yep. he's, the best. he's just so is he in the building or is he watching it on tv he's got to be believe, there, right? i believe he's there yeah he's so good and i think the you know the the nbc sports uh the crew that is the studio guys um you know they're i think they're, they do a great job um all the you know announcers but mike emmerich is just so fun to watch and you know, I think the the production of it's been pretty solid. You know, the while the stadium looks empty, it is empty. You know, the the sound and the the cheering and the booze and you know the the noises and the chances is, is has been good. So, um, let's talk about a season that ended today, which playoffs begin on Tuesday. Major League Baseball has reached the wow. conclusion of their short sixty game season. Uh, it didn't seem like a long time ago. I should go back and dig up our our picks to see how many of our playoff uh, picks we got, but let's just start. Uh, let's start with you, Todd. National League uh, Dodgers will be the top seed versus the Brewers, who lost to the Cardinals today, but still got in. Um, your Braves will be the home seed uh, against the Reds. Wow! The Cubs play the Marlins, and the Padres 
host the Cardinals. Um, Todd, let's start with your with your Bravos. I think Acuna did not play today, uh, nursing a little injury, trying to get him ready for for Tuesday. Did you see his mammoth home run shot on Thursday? I believe it was. Did I um, ever? Fifth largest, right? fifth, fifth longest home run in recorded history. Yeah. Did the Braves' offense is just to borrow a baseball term, raking, right? They're just great. Um, if they can, if they can have starting pitching, which I think they're assembling, they got Max Fried, Ian Anderson, Kyle Wright as their one, two, three. Um, if they can, their bullpen is so far so 60 games so good. Um, they have a chance, they have a chance to, to make a good run. What's beautiful and scary at the same time is the first round is best two out of three games, yeah. right? Unbelievable. So you could have some deserving teams just hit a, hit a bump and you could have some teams that uh, are looking for a break. So um, yep. really and they're going to battle really, Trevor Bauer, Trevor Bauer, a lot of people's pick to win the national league. Cy season. Young. Yeah. Cy Young for sure. You know, so, so yeah. Um, my Braves haven't won a playoff series since 2001. I think, I mean, think about that guys haven't won a playoff series in 19 years. So, um, although I want them to win it all, let's just let's just so win guys, the first do you round. Know, does it go three on, best right? of three, then best of five, then best of seven, or is it best? I think of it's five? two or three, then best three of five. Then it goes four to seven. Am I seven right seven now? for the last one. Yeah. Okay. So That's Todd, correct. here's the here's the good news. If the Braves can get through the Reds, which will be a challenge because the Reds are an upstart team and they got a great pitching staff. Um, if they can get past them, then they're guaranteed a home series against one of the lower seeds because that number two seed was huge for them to, sure. yeah. you know, a week ago they were in the fourth spot and then they, right. they played good this last week. So, um, you know, they get the reds and then they'll get the, you know, the winner of the Cubs Marlins, uh, or possibly the Padres Cardinals, depending on how the seedings go, but they're guaranteed to get somebody if they win just, you know, by virtue of elimination. And obviously if the Brewers could somehow defeat the Dodgers, then you guys could have home field advantage throughout the national league side. As a Bravo fan, let's let's win a playoff series. That's, we that's about step one, right? <laughs> it's been a long time, boys. It's been a long time. Mal, let's uh, look at your uh, AL side. Um, you got two teams of interest. Uh, obviously, your Rays are the top seed. They're going to play the Blue Jays. The A's host the White Sox. Twins host the Astros. And the Indians host the Yankees. Now, what's interesting about some of these matchups is some of these teams have played, right? A's and Jays uh, – or Rays and Jays have played – uh, but the White Sox have not traveled out to California because of the little pods they've been doing. So this will be like right. a kind of yep. their first road trip. Um, looking at some of the other teams, Marlins going to Chicago, um, Reds and Braves, but that's not really a distance. Uh, you know, you're not talking time zones. Um, Astros going up to the Minnesota uh, where it could get chilly. Uh, remember the Twins play outdoors. So, right. Anthony, give me, give me your thoughts on kind of what you're hearing down there about the Rays, first of all, and then let's talk about our Indians and your Yankees. I don't think the Yankees are very happy getting the Indians. Mm. Um, I know that at least the media here and most fans I talked to were very, very happy that Tampa Bay got the the Blue Jays. Uh, um, A couple of golfing buddies who are big Tampa Bay Ray fans, and they were very excited that we got the number one seed. They – believe and I kind of do too I think I think Cleveland is going to give the Yankees a run for their money uh they're they're young they're upstart they got some pitching 
They, they're a good offensive team. They're very, very scrappy. And the Yankees have a tendency. They were hot. They were cold. They were very cold. Then they won 11 games in a row. And then towards the end, they haven't been looking very good once again. Uh, I think pitch. I think pitching uh, can get the best of the Yankees. Uh, mm. I really like the A's in the bottom of the bracket to go through. Uh, they seem to be playing really, really well. Uh, uh, I'd be surprised if the White Sox gave them much trouble, although the White Sox have had a great year. Great year, uh, yeah. They've had a terrific year. And the Twins in Houston don't really – I don't know. They don't – I don't think either one of them have enough. Uh, but if, you had a, if I had a push right now, I'm going to say the Twins are going to beat Houston and the A's are going to beat the Sox and uh, the A's are going to beat the Twins. Yeah, let's let's keep an eye on that. I, like, like I said, I, I think that the A's being out in Oakland could have an impact. Um, yeah. Them and the Dodgers and the Padres are really the only three out of the 16 teams. And the three West and then, you know, you got the – the Astros kind of sitting there in the middle of the country, but you know, central time zone, uh, not even mountain time zone. So uh, going to be interesting. I think the series all start on Tuesday and Wednesday. And once again, as Todd stated, uh, three game series home at the home, at the higher rank, all three games. So yep. keeping it as COVID friendly as possible. Uh, once again, no fans involved, but I think the players and the, and everybody's kind of gotten used to that setup, you know, um, and, and how that's going to go. Um, NBA, uh, Miami, Boston playing game six, tipping off here, I think, as we're recording. Uh, mm-hmm. Game six. So Miami's up three to two in that. Boston did come back and win by double digits in game five. Uh, but once again, they face a must win tonight in game six. Lakers out west uh, won the gentleman's sweep, uh, five games to one over the Nuggets. Not really much, um, you know, not much in that series to talk about. LeBron. Uh, clinched it last night with a triple double so big win for him and i think they go in to the to the finals regardless of who they play they'll be the prohibitive favorite i would assume miami's tough though i would oh, yeah? take yeah should be i think miami la would be the more interesting match more interesting matchup but boston you never know right if they can win two games i i think miami la's yeah on the uh, on the on the docket and, you know, remember, it's, it's such a different thing. If Miami, L.A., or, I mean, if, if Boston, L.A. was happening in the cities, there's so much history in there. But they're just playing in the gym. You know, they're playing in a gym at Disney. And Back to the uh, 80s, right? That would be <laughs> yeah. awesome. Yeah. yeah. It would be. So, any other thoughts on the NBA? None, none of the three of us are really have our ear to the ground on the NBA. Um, all right, let's, let's talk football me, then. They had me for a little while and lost me again. Yep. Let's talk football. Let's start in the NFL, then we'll, we'll finish with college because uh, that's our wheelhouse, Todd. But uh, – Today was a good day in the NFL. Uh, a lot of lot of action. Uh, the games were spread out. We had a, a eight games in the early window. Uh, let's quickly talk about the game on Monday night. Ryan Fitzpatrick, Ryan Fitzmagic, wow. as they call him. Uh, did you guys see he won for the he won against the Dolphins? That's his sixth win um, against Jacksonville. He won six different franchises against Jacksonville Jaguars. Unreal, right? They won thirty-one thirteen. That's a good testament to his 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 skill. And his uh, his uh, longevity, I guess, is the right word. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So uh, that was the thirty-one thirteen. Uh, Mal, what what game had your eye early today in the early window? 
I was I was out showing properties early, but I was listening to Atlanta, mm. and uh, I was also listening to my Giants uh, talk about the two different sides of the same coin. Um, uh, Atlanta, th th those poor guys. Uh, I feel they can blow. They can blow a lead, right? They can blow and a lead. I, I, the the whoever the radio guy is for Atlanta, Western, I, I, I think, right? I think I don't know. I, I think I put it in the text message. Yep. He lost his voice. He was like he was hyperventilating when it was going on. It was it was really actually kind of funny to listen to as I was driving in between houses, uh, uh, showing my clients some houses. So I I didn't really get much of the early games because I was out working, but I did listen to Atlanta and the Giants and. My Giants are terrible. Yeah, they 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 get nine points. Uh, they lose thirty six to nine today to the Forty ers who play back to back games in MetLife Stadium, uh, and they will be glad they won't be back in that stadium for a while because once again more injuries. Uh, one of the receivers twisted an ankle in the end zone. Um, yeah. So let's talk about that that Bears Falcons game. Uh, Falcons up twenty six to ten. I think in the fourth quarter, right? Um, late, in the, early in the third, they Bears swap out quarterbacks. They bring in Nick Foles to replace Mitch Trubisky. Yep. Uh, a a move that I think a lot of Bears fans have been waiting for, and a lot of NFL experts have been waiting for. But is it? You think it's a Matt Ryan thing? Is it the defense? Is it a? What is going on with this Falcons team? No, my humble opinion: offense is good. They score points. Um, even without Julio Jones. Yeah, 26 uh, this week. They scored 39 last week, right? Right. And it's they just, scored 27 yeah, against the Seahawks. And here's the tough part that we know. Um, when you hope springs eternal, when you start the NFL season, you think 16 games. Awesome. But 0-3 is almost st statistically, that's hard for me to say, hard to climb out of, right? I mean, you just almost can't make the playoffs. So that's the heartache uh, being a, a Falcons fan. Not only your own three, but you blew three leads. And it's now starting to get to be um, a, a mind thing with Dan Quinn, right? Going back to the Super Bowl. Through no fault of his own, or maybe it is, uh, it's, there's a stigma being attached. So um, I don't think it ends well. Um, let's hope. Who knows? Um, let's hope they come out next week. But you can't blow – three leads and start 0 and three in the NFL. It's, 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 it's detrimental to playoff uh, implications for sure. Yeah. Another game that had your ear, uh, had your eye tied was the bills. Bills looked awesome wow, in the first yeah. half. I mean, they looked so good. The Rams looked like a West coast team that was playing an early game in the, in the East, you know, and that's such a, such a thing you see all the time where the West coast teams very rarely get that four o'clock window. Uh, you know, to yeah, they, they, they came over and I had to come. It was a nine o'clock kickoff for them. Um, good news. Bills are three and which is amazing. Unbelievable. Uh, bad news is they blew a big lead today, but again, good news. They salvaged a win. So yeah. nothing's easy in the NFL. So good for, good for Buffalo. Awesome. Yeah, they come back, you know, kind of a questionable pass interference call, but once, as I said, in our text thread, it's, you know, the, the, the the Rams fans can't complain about a bad pass interference call when they've been the benefit 
beneficiary of a couple uh, going back to the Saints game and and one last year uh, in the. I I feel for Rams fans, it's it stinks, but yeah. uh, eventually it evens out, right? Yeah. I wonder if their coach wanted that timeout that he called right at the very beginning of the first half. Right. Sure. At the at the end of the game. And you make a good point, Anthony. It it never comes down to one play, even though as fans we want to focus on one play. It never comes down to one play. Um, there there's a lot of plays that happen. But again, as diehard fans, we want to focus on the pivotal late play, right? Yep. Uh, Jets are bad. Um, I would expect Oof. Adam Gase. Adam Gase will probably be the first coach fired probably this week. Um, they're just unsalvageable. Steelers win 28-21 over the Texans. Uh, the Bengals and the Eagles. Let's talk about that game, guys. Uh, first of all, it was a dreadful game. I, I only watched it on Red Zone, so only when they were possibly scoring – because that was the game we got here in Columbus if I would have chose to watch the the uh, network feed. Interesting at the end of the game. So it goes into overtime. Bengals give up a tying touchdown with under a minute to go. Uh, they go into overtime. Bengals get the ball first, don't score. Eagles get the ball first, don't score. Then they just kind of have a pillow fight in the middle of the field. Uh, <laughs> and it gets down to the end. Eagles – make a long pass to Ertz to get within field goal range. Then they have a false start. Then they run a couple plays. Then Cincinnati inexplicably calls a timeout. Um, it's third down. They miss it. And they go for they're, – they're lined up to go for a field goal, 58 or 59-yard field goal attempt uh, with a minute left in the, in the game. And they get a false start which pushed them back to a 64-yard field goal. So instead of trying for a fourth and 14, they punt with 16 seconds left in the game. Mal, any thoughts on – I mean, were you questioning that as you were seeing what was happening? I didn't understand the punt. I I, I thought they played to win in the NFL. Yeah. Well, Peterson, like I said in our text thread, I think maybe Peterson said, look, if we go for the field goal and don't get it, the Steelers or the Bengals literally could get one completion and be in field goal range and we lose. If we go for it on fourth down balls in the same place, if we don't get it, but even if you got 10 yards, then you're, you know, forcing the Bengals to go 15 and kick a field goal with no, no timeouts. Um, I, I, I really think Peterson or somebody said, look, our division sucks. Right. We got the giants. The Cowboys are playing the Seahawks tonight, which they they went on to lose just a couple minutes ago. Um, Redskins, or sorry, the Washington football team, they got beat. Is, they they got beat right? today, and they're and they knew that score that game before the end of the Eagles. It was just a weird Anthony that these and then and then the last play of the Bengals. You know they had 16 seconds and you know 90 yards from the, but they just did like a draw handoff and then and then ran the clock out. It was really weird. It was a strange way for a game to end. Uh, I, the Eagles, the tie may be better for them than a loss mm. as, you, as you look at who's in their division and how those yeah. teams are playing. They, yeah. The tie just might get them into the playoffs. We'll have to wait and see. Yeah. It, it was disappointing, it, though, that, to watch. How about the Titans-Vikings game? Uh, that was a fun one, Todd. I, were, were you at Taco Mac when that one was going on? Uh, sure, yeah. Yeah. 
Vikings, um, Vikings up big. Vikings were up, I think, 28, uh, 28-12. Um, so they had a nice lead. And then, and then Derrick Henry scores two touchdowns in like a two-minute, 13-second span um, where they just they scored and then they held them in a quick three and out, and then they go right back down the field and scored. I mean, the Vikings were treading on treading water. I thought in Tennessee, I thought was playing well. So for that to be a one point game in Tennessee's favor, um, yeah, Vikings zone three, right? Crazy, crazy. Yeah, Vikings zone three. The Browns win. They they score thirty more than thirty points two straight games. And did you see the stat I sent you guys? Browns are the first time now over a 500 record since 2015. Wow. First time they've had over a 500 record. Sean, I shared with you a stat. In 64 games, they were they, – did they have a win? Like, <laughs> they, they had a couple uh, 0-16s back-to-back. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Browns, uh, in the last 10 years, their win-losses is crazy, so – Lions win uh, at the end there against the uh, Cardinals. They kick a last-second field goal. Uh, Mal, your Buccaneers uh, win 28-10 over a hapless Broncos team. Uh, heads up, yeah. the, the Thursday night game this week, Broncos-Jets. Oof. <laughs> yeah. Oof. And, and, the, and the, the NHL will be over by then. Yes. Literally nothing Hopefully. to watch on Thursday night. <laughs> And then tomorrow night, guys, uh, Chiefs-Ravens. So not only do we have wow. game six, yeah. uh, Chiefs-Ravens um, in Buffalo, in Baltimore. So, uh, By the way, Sean, before you wrap up NFL, um, Texans started out with Chiefs, uh, Ravens, and Steelers. Steelers. <laughs> so we don't like own three teams, but that may, may be a team that, that, that comes out and uh, – May may compete. Let's let's watch them. Yeah, and once again, let, let's look at the look at the divisions. I mean, they're in there with the Jaguars, with the Titans, right. and with the Colts. Colts win their uh, Colts win today over the hapless Jets. Um, and Philip Rivers throws his four hundredth touchdown pass. So congratulations to Philip Rivers. Yes, uh, but uh, you know, one of the game we haven't even mentioned uh, the two games we haven't mentioned. Patriots win uh, over the Raiders. Remember, the Raiders were undefeated. Um, yeah. And the Panthers beat the Chargers. Um, Panthers wow, go yeah. out to, uh, I guess it's L.A. Chargers, and win 21-16. Yeah. So, you know, as you're looking at your division, Mal, with the Buccaneers, um, you know, you got the 0-3 Falcons. Saints play tonight. You got the 1-2 and now Panthers. And then you guys are 2-1, and right? Yeah, and there's, there's talk that Drew Brees might have a – an old arm. I mean, it's a forty-year-old arm. But, uh, I'd say he's forty-one, right? I mean, right? come on. And then there's been talk this week on in various places that he just doesn't have the zip that he had before. Um, the Bucks have a very, very good defense. They're 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 tough. Uh, mm. I think they're only going to get better as time goes on. Uh, it's a it could be it could be a good year for the Bucks and. Their next home game, there will be fans in the stadium. It was announced yesterday. Oh, good. Good. Yeah. Starting uh, to see some openings. That's great. Florida has been opened up completely by our governor. And, yep. 100% uh, capacity at restaurants, right? Yep. And uh, let's not get political, but in terms of sports, if you want to go to a football game, the next Rays home game, uh, excuse me, the next Bucks home game, you can go. And is it going to be maximum capacity or will it be limited capacity? 
I think it's going to be limited capacity. They haven't come right out and said that yet. I know the Bucks would like it to just be full capacity. Yeah, interesting. Uh, but I don't, I don't know if that decision has been made yet. <clears throat> okay, all right. Well, Todd, let's go to college football then, baby. It was uh, it was not the opening week of college football, but damn sure it felt like it. Uh, yes, sir. Yes, SEC. sir. Uh, I played golf early, and I literally was camped in front of that TV from 11.45 when the college game day boys were making their picks to the end of the last game last night, the, the blowout down in Miami. So uh, you fell asleep, right? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> uh, Todd, let, let's start with our Gators. Uh, let me just put you on the clock. And uh, just your thoughts on Florida's 51-35 win at Ole Miss over Lane Kiffin in his debut with the Rebels. So, you know, you call me Tio, right? The, um, the eternal optimist. optimist, right? So, yes, there are some problems on defense. Yes, the secondary needs work. But it's the first game after a limited um, COVID scrimmage, limited, limited COVID no environment. No spring. So Gators put 51. Am I right, Sean? 51 on the yep. board. So that said, I think it's the perfect storm for Dan Mullen. You won big, but you have a lot to work on, right? What a coach doesn't want is you win big, and you guys are great. There's nothing to work on. We have nine more games. There's plenty to plenty to adjust. So that said, couldn't be happier. Uh, Kyle Trask, six touchdowns, 400 yards passing. Kyle Pitts, four touchdowns. Um, offense was great. Defense has room to improve. So um, couldn't be happier. Right? Yep. Awesome yep. win. Awesome Running win. game was uh, a couple big runs, you know. Um, By uh, Tony. Tony had a great yeah. – Kadarius Tony is just yeah. fun to watch. He's very uh, Percy-esque. Um, but I love that Trask spread the ball, spread the ball around. Uh, yep. The game didn't really dictate that it, they needed to run. They did at the end of the game to work some clock. Clearly, secondary was hurt by Sean Davis uh, getting uh, ejected. 18, the fifth. 18 seconds in, he got ejected? Yeah. Wow. Fifth play of the game. Um, so, Corral. <laughs> that, looked, that hurts. Matt Corral, who was a Gator signee. Remember, Matt Corral was going to play for the Gators. Yeah. Uh, he, he transferred to Ole Miss. He might be one of the better quarterbacks we see. Uh, this year, I mean, there's hey, some good quarterbacks in the in the SEC, but he might be Lane, one of the best throwing quarterbacks we'll see. Lane Kiffin's got a good thing going there, right? I mean, yeah. he's doing he's doing well with what he has, and they have two quarterbacks, Blumley and Corral. I mean, good from Ole Miss, but I think Florida's a better team. And uh, again, we're exposed a little bit, but that's what you need to work on to be a great team. We're good, not great yet, and we have nine games to be great. So it's yeah. yep. And we have a lot of good young defenders on that defensive line. I thought was 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 fun to watch. Um, let's just roll through kind of the top twenty-five and just uh, give me your two cents on anything. Alabama wins thirty-eight nineteen over Missouri. Um, you know, did what they needed to do. Mac Jones, kind of the guy who's just been sitting behind Jalen and Tua, uh, but he comes in and, and looked good. Um, no harm, no foul. You know, uh, Waddle is their new star. Najee Harris in the backfield. Uh, how about Oklahoma giving up the 21-point lead in the second half, losing for the second time in a row to Kansas State, probably taking Oklahoma out of the playoff consideration. Now, now, now they're not out of the Big 12 race, right? They still will face Texas and control their own destiny. Mm. That's, a, that's a big loss. 
So Mal, I don't want to step on you. Jump in when <laughs> when you want to. But two things scream at me. One, Oklahoma was up 35-14 with one minute left in the third quarter. Yeah. Cool. Think about that. And they lost 38-35. The second thing that screams at me is Kansas State lost to Central Arkansas week one. Yeah. And they had a bye week between then. So all those teams that are struggling, give yourself a week between week one and <laughs> right. two. You can make adjustments and improvement. You lose to Central. No diss to Central Arkansas, but, oh, my God, they beat Oklahoma at home, right? Was it in Norman? I think it was in Norman, right? Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yeah, they beat Oklahoma yes, in Norman. Yeah, Unb- that's just unbelievable. Yeah. Week one to week three with a bye week, unbelievable. Yep. And listen, t- tough for the uh, you know, uh, I'm drawing a blank on the the kid's name, Shooter McGavin, or it's something like that. But uh, Oklahoma quarterback, you know, Spencer Spencer Rattler. Spencer Rattler. Yes, yep. he's you know, think about the guys they've had. They have you know, uh, the guy in Cleveland, right? Yeah, Kyler Murray. Yep, Jalen. Jalen Hurts, sure. Uh, Big shoes no. to fill, right? Yeah, and sure. he was doing great Baker until Mayfield, the fourth sorry, quarter. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he was. Um, just go a little bit out of order. Let's stay in the Big 12. Uh, Texas. Uh, first of all, shame on you, Texas Tech. You gave up a 15-point lead in less than three minutes uh, because you give up a quick touchdown, you miss an onside kick, and then you, you let Texas drive down and get a two-point conversion. Now, let, let, me, let me jump in. <laughs> Texas Texas Tech was up 15 points with three minutes to play, and they lost. Un, we talk about heartache, right? Unbelievable. Isn't Texas supposed to have a better defense than to give up 56 points? I agree. Yes, yes. That's, a, that's a different conversation. Right? It was it the is. highest, for the sure. highest yeah. scoring game to go into overtime at the time of overtime, right? Tied at, um, tied at 56. Unreal. Um, yeah. My brother texted me and he said, well, one thing COVID didn't kill is the – shitty defenses in the big 12 <laughs> you know because they were they were bad and that's a you know texas is trying to claim that as a huge win and it was a huge comeback but no. i don't know if i'd be excited about that one um good win but not a good win as far as playoff bound right i mean you gotta yeah. come back and win i read a great tweet uh, texas opted out of the playoff contention with that win right i mean <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, they, you know, you hear about opting out. They opted. They opted out of being a uh, Final Four contender with that with that win. Crazy. Yeah. Lot, lot, lot of games still to be played. But you know, once again, I think you'll see in every conference you'll see some small teams win because once again, just the lack of practice, the lack of uh, that. Uh, Georgia sleepwalks literally slept walk through the first half uh, in their game in Arkansas. Uh, Felipe Franks, former Gator quarterback. Uh, they had the lead there for a while. It was seven to five at halftime. Interestingly enough, two SEC games go seven to five at halftime. Uh, the Georgia Arkansas game and the Texas A and M Vanderbilt game uh, went to halftime at a score of seven to five. I bet that's not on a parimutuel bet anywhere, uh, <laughs> anywhere in the country. Big big difference. Big difference is Georgia won by twenty seven. Uh, Texas A and M won seventeen twelve versus Vanderbilt. Right. Yep. So. Georgia, I'm local. Stetson Bennett was the um, third string quarterback, scout team quarterback. Really, fourth string, he yeah, because in. yeah, he scout team, yeah, and he comes in uh, and, and leads them to victory. He uh, actually le- uh, led Jones College 
uh, Juco to a national championship. But who, who would have thunk this kid? He's like five, nine in his tippy toes. And yeah. I don't know if you watched it, but he went 20 for 29 and, and, and led in victory. So yeah, he looked very poor. Sure. looked very poised, Todd. I'll tell you, he looked very poised. And you know, who looked horrible was Dewan Mathis. Dewan Mathis God. looked, he looked, he looked horrendous. And this is the guy that beat out, uh, mm. you know, the, uh, BJ, the, the guy that came from, um, uh, USC. Um, yeah. yeah but yeah. people were like, Oh, this guy's going to be the bomb. And he, you know, and he might, he might still, you know, uh, we'll see, we'll see on November 6th and, or whenever they play the and game. There, and there's no one else you want to root for, but him, Mathis. He, he's a brain cancer survivor. He had surgery last year, red shirted. So everyone, whether you like George or not, is rooting for this kid. And he just laid an egg. So hopefully for him, there's better days ahead, but Wow. Stetson Bennett came in and won the game by 27 points. So good, good for Stetson, yep. right? Yep. Yep. And they play, uh, they play Auburn next week. So uh, yep. in the, between the hedges. So, so no, for rest sure, for the, yeah. no rest for the weary. All right. Let's talk about that. Maybe the game of the day, as far as eye, eyeballs, um, eyeball catching and scoreboard lighting up. Up uh, Mississippi state goes into the defending national champion, LSU Tigers, Oh yeah, Ryan, Stadium. Ryan Carpenter. Yep. And Mississippi State with uh, KJ Costello, grad transfer from Stanford. Mike Leach, the Pirate, uh, coaching his first SEC game where they said the air raid offense will never work. Um, a lot of things went into that. Uh, like I said, Todd, lack of practice. Uh, the fact that Joe Burrow is playing in Cincinnati. The fact that 14 players from the national championship team are done, but Miles Brennan was anointed the starter, and KJ Costello threw for 623 mm. yards, five touchdowns, and literally had an answer for almost every single defense that was pitched at him by Ed Orgeron and the team. Huge upset, huge loss for the defending national champions. Mal, what did you think of that game? Did you have it? Did you get a chance to see any of it? I did actually, and the thing that struck me is KJ Costello had I think sixty passes. Yes, thirty-six for sixty. Ran, they ran the ball only fifteen times in yeah, the entire wow. game, and I think wow. three they, of those three of those were scrambles. I think. Yeah, uh, and and they and they clearly figured that if they were going to beat them, LSU, they were going to beat them in the air, and they just stuck to it, and it worked. Yeah, and you know, listen, not making excuses. LSU had their number one uh, safety, Stingley, out um, with some medical issues. Uh, but once again, you, you know, there's got to be someone that can back that up. I mean, they, they were just picking apart the defense. And Kylan Hill, the great running back for Mississippi State, uh, I think um, Gary Danielson pointed it out, but Kylan Hill won't be happy about only getting eight or nine carries. But if he's going to get four, seven, seven, seven carries – yeah, yep. but if he's going to get targeted six times or seven times out of the backfield, and sure. I think he had over 100 yards receiving because uh, he right. had that huge 75-yard run down the sideline. Um, uh, he had 158 yards receiving on eight catches. Wow. Mm. You know, and, and as Gary Danielson pointed out, that kid wants to make the NFL. Show that you can catch out of the backfield and show that you can block on blitzes. Yep. Uh, that's why Ezekiel Elliott is where he's at. Sure. He was unbelievable with the, Buc- with the Buckeyes. Mississippi State had three guys with over 120 yards received. Wow. That's crazy. 
It is crazy. I mean, you don't ever see that. Yeah. Right? Uh, three guys. So did you see the post-game presser with uh, with Coach Leach on the on the field? Did you see it, Mal? Did you listen to what he said? I did. He yes. said, he said, what do you think? And he goes, well, it was better than average day. Um, you know, my day was better than average. But then they said, you know, uh, what did you think when you had to come in here to play? And he goes, well, you know, it turns out that uh, New England, Green Bay, and the Chiefs already had people scheduled. So we had to play these guys. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, just as an aside, Gary Danielson is another very underrated, in my opinion, analyst. He's great. He's, uh, yeah, he, he rubs people the wrong way because they feel he's a really Alabama friendly. Um, you know, he, look, he, he backs his team the way that uh, uh, the guys on Fox back the Big 12 and the, and the Big 10. Um, you know, but, but he's yeah. very knowledgeable. He educates you while you're watching the game. He picks the part of game, I think, the way an analyst should. I, I just enjoy listening to him. Uh, yeah. uh, he's, I mean, he was one of the reasons why I, I stayed and watched as much of that game as I did. I like listening to him. Uh, finish out the top 10. Auburn wins in an early game against Kentucky. They go to Georgia next week. Uh, Texas A&M sleepwalks, but to a win. Uh, Todd, let's talk about Miami Hurricanes. Uh, they're getting a lot of swagger back. They're getting a lot of attention. They destroy a completely unready, unprepared, uh, really bad Florida State team that I think you're going to Poorly see. coached. Poorly coached. I mean, you know, now Mike Norvell, their coach, had – has has COVID, so he was uh, quarantined at a whole week. And that, but they 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 were so out of sorts. The play calling, I think, was horrendous. They got good athletes. I mean, I don't think anyone would, would argue they have good athletes if you if you took their uniforms off and just lined the kids up. But I mean, they're they look scared. They look scared to make mistakes. They look scared to get in the game. Um, Miami's got to go to Clemson in two weeks. So let's pump the brakes, Todd, on <laughs> the hype of Miami. You go into Clemson and you win. Then we'll talk, but um, and, and I'm not saying that as a Gator fan. I'm saying that truly as a as a sports fan. It's like just you know, let's see how you do. But boy, I I think the story of this is not as much Miami as it is how bad Florida State is. I I, I think it's a combo. I think Miami is better than we thought they'd be. Um, Manny Manny Diaz, the coach, is that right? Yes, yes, yeah, um, that's correct. Yeah, he he's he's good. And he's his second year. He's he's coaching them up, but I think even more so. I think Florida State's just bad. Yeah. I hate to say it. I mean, Georgia Tech beat Florida State, and Georgia Tech's now one and two, and they have two bad losses back to back. Right. Mm-hmm. So um, it's easy as a Florida guy to pile on Florida State, and I'm not going to do it. I just think they're, I just think they're bad. But that said, I think Miami might be. Semi-legit, not great, but I think they're going to have an 8-3 type season, and yep. we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh, UCF, uh, they, they put up a lot of points again. Dylan Gabriel, I think, is one of the better quarterbacks in the country. Uh, that kid playing at UCF, he's solid. Um, he's really smart, too. He plays a very smart football game. I agree. I agree. And he's no, a young kid. No turnovers. Yeah. yeah. I think he's still a sophomore, right? Um, I believe that's – look. Uh, yeah. Um, so just keep your eye on that. touchdowns, no turnovers. Uh uh, you know, their big game, obviously, is against Cincinnati late in the season. They'll play Memphis if Memphis gets over the COVID bug. Um, but that that American Conference uh, doesn't have a ton of people that are going to challenge uh, UCF. So they will continue to kind of hang around the hen house, as they like to say, uh, and see what happens. 
Uh, Tennessee wins one at South Carolina. An unfortunate way that one ended. Um, South Carolina comes back. They score a field goal. They hold them on defense. They get the punt to, to give themselves a minute and a half to come back, and the defensive guy doesn't see the ball land. It hits him in the back of the leg. Tennessee recovers, runs out the clock. Uh, what, what about the field goal, Sean, that Wilma Shant elected to kick? Instead of going through and slept. Yeah. yeah. I mean, what do you think about that? Do you like it? Hate it? Don't care? I mean, they, they weren't doing much anyway, but you, you were relying on your team to go back. Now, they still would have had to score a touchdown, right? When right. they had much chance to do so. Now, now, granted, Tennessee, up to that point, had scored on a short field and scored on a pick six. So, yeah. I thought South Carolina's defense was stout. Now, South Carolina, for next week, Todd, opens up at 16 and a half points is the, is the line in Gainesville. Um, Noon. Yeah, I'll take the Gators on that number right there. I mean, I, I'm, I didn't see much from South Carolina's offense. It makes me think they're going to put up 35 like Matt Corral did uh, with with Ole Miss. Well, week one and week two is important, but I just hate it, jump, for, right? hate it for South Carolina. Just You're down. Just go for it, right? I yeah. hate kicking the field goal. What, what? Anyway, I'm sure Will Muschamp had a, a reason, his reasons and – I respect it, but I, I didn't like it. How's that? So, anyway. That's all right. That's, you know, um, why we talk. Uh, let's quickly talk about uh, next week's games. Um, I guess it doesn't show me the um, – this week um, in October, guys. We turn the page to October this week. Um, number 22, Wake Forest, plays on Friday. And then our Saturday slate, South Carolina goes to Gainesville for the Florida home opener. Texas hosts TCU. Uh, mm. What other early games do we got, Todd? We got A&M plays Auburn. Alabama. That's Alabama our 3.30 game. Texas A&M, yep. Georgia-Auburn yeah. at 7. Georgia-Auburn at 7, right? Yep. Um, Ole Miss goes to Kentucky, so that could be a shootout there. Jacksonville, Great game there, Jacksonville yeah. State. Listen to this one, Todd. Jacksonville State plays FSU. Wow. FSU on upset alert to Jacksonville State. Just uh, – <laughs> putting that out there um, wow yeah arkansas goes to mississippi state so we'll see if uh you know if uh, mississippi state can kind of you know show that they can do it mm-hmm. two weeks in a row and maybe establish no letdown right no letdown no letdown yeah. and, and and mike leach needs to come in oklahoma plays at iowa state who had a dud of a game but uh, against tcu uh lsu goes to vanderbilt uh and that's it on the on the main matchups of the game so uh, excited that it's back Excited for NHL guys. We got we talked about hockey, basketball, baseball, pro football, college football. I don't know who won down in Puerto Rico today, Mal. I think Hudson Swafford had a couple stroke lead with four holes to go. Maybe can you look that up really quick so we can at least get it mentioned? I will. <laughs> look at him. I gotta look. Uh, Hudson Swafford, uh, eighteen under over Tyler McCumber. Matt Hughes and uh, Nathan Ashley. So he did. He won. Wow. Good nice. Time. Nice. Yeah. believe he's another Bulldog. And Tyler. Little, I'm sorry. Little little side note there. Uh, back when Dylan was playing uh, Florida Junior Tour events, uh, Dylan, Tyler McCumber, his dad, and I played a round of golf. At, uh, 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 they were like 12 maybe uh, way back in the day. Nice. Uh, and Mark McCumber couldn't have been a nicer guy 
nice. To, he was just as 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 gentlemanly and as as nice a guy as you ever want. Yeah, I remember Mark remember. came to uh, World Wars when I worked there, and he was such uh, a great dude. Yeah. Oh my god, Beautiful. couldn't have been a nicer guy. He's from a little town, uh, Todd. I've, Kind of near Orange Park, but south of Orange Park, between Stark and like Orange Park, when you when we would drive over. And I okay. forget what the name of that little town is, but uh, I can look it gator. up real quick. He's a Gator, um, uh, so nice to see that. Now let's go around the horn really quick. What do you got coming up this week? Well, we have uh, the hockey game tomorrow. Yep. Uh, not to be political, but we do have maybe the greatest sporting event of all time. The first. Uh, debate on Tuesday. (laughs) It could be the best television since Archie Bunker was on TV. Right. Yeah. Um, um, And, you know, we have, uh, we got, we've gotten busy again. Uh, Have a, a a couple of, uh, uh, a couple of inspections. We've got uh, two photo shoots this week. Uh, We're beginning uh, to, to tie down the last, uh, pieces of the quantum leap golf tournament, which will be, uh, the first week in November. So we're, we're working towards getting, uh, the last sponsorships in place and making sure that that, that golf tournament, which is now in its 21st year, uh, goes off without a hitch. At Where's that played out now? It's played at Innisbrook. Um, oh, wow. On Copperhead. Uh, it's, a. Uh, we have we have guys who've been coming to this tournament from across the country now, going on probably ten or fifteen years. Big Al wow. Dopking uh, brings a lot of his boys in from across the country, and it's a it's a great time. So we we have a a committee meeting for that, and uh, just gonna I, I'm gonna spend a little time doing a few other minor things for Greg and Clarissa in their new house, and just gonna get up, show up, and every day do the work, buddy. That's what awesome. we're gonna do. How about you, Todd? Awesome, Mel. Love it. Uh, uh, gratitude, right? Just so grateful. Had a great week uh, with the kids, um, with the uh, with the fur babies that I don't necessarily see every day, but it's awesome. awesome uh, um, we all we all miss Bill, and we uh, wish him well, and can't wait to have him back. But um, I'm I'm gonna send it to Sean. It's easy. Easy to hold a grudge, right? I was thinking about this today. Easy to hold a grudge. It's hard to mend a fence, right? So I challenge everyone who's listening, um, whether you're right, wrong, or indifferent, and just because you mend a fence doesn't mean you're giving up. It's You're just saying enough's enough. Uh, <laughs> let, let's find common ground because uh, – my, my, I'll be personal. My brother and I don't always see eye to eye. We, we've gone too long without speaking. And we talked the other day and it was, it was awesome, right? And it's easy to, it's uh, hard to mend a fence, but I, I recommend everyone do it because there's, there's good things to be had. So that's my, that's my two cents for this week. Sean, awesome. what do you think? Awesome. Well, I, I love those um, sentiments, Todd, and to all of our uh, Jewish friends, I should have started the show by saying happy Yom Kippur to, to all of those people who are, starting a very special time uh, in their culture. Uh, this week ahead, guys, it's one of those weeks that you look at it and you're, at first you're kind of disappointed. You're like, gosh, there's just not a lot of my schedule. But Mal, you know how those work out in real estate. That's actually going to be a ton of my schedule. Right now I got a lot of little prep calls. I got a little uh, meetings and, and meetups with people. Uh, I got some, some you know, meetings that will be online, uh, which means it's a great opportunity to jump into the CRM and get really caught up, build some relationships, solve some problems, have some fun, 
uh, just put some feelers out there. And I think before you end, before you know it, at the end of the week, I'll have some, some, something booked or some new clients, uh, closing on a condo this week, uh, with Kevin and his wife, Elizabeth buying a little kitty condo for their boys uh, here in town, which is nice. Uh, I tell people all the time, you know, my younger brother, Kevin is my number one client. Uh, <laughs> of my, of my 218 transactions, I think Kevin's probably accounted for 16 of them as far as him being the client or referring me business. And so I always wow, nice. uh, look forward yeah. to t- taking care of, you know, taking care of him and, and, and treating him well. And then, and then we'll, we'll get on the golf course on Friday and Saturday and Sunday and just look forward to that. Uh, and we're, we head into October guys, my favorite month of the year, uh, best weather in, in Ohio that we'll see. And, uh, just looking forward to it. So got a ton of sports on the agenda on hey. behalf of Anthony, on behalf of Todd. Hey, Sean, what happens, what happens, what happens October 12th, Sean? October 12th is my birthday. Shauna Palooza. Shauna Palooza <laughs> begins. Uh, we'll, we'll talk more about the Shaunathon uh, later. But, uh, yes. Shauna Palooza, 53 years old this year. So uh, awesome. Thanks. Awesome, man. Uh, on behalf of Anthony and Todd and Bill out in California, I'm Sean Carpenter, and thanks for listening to the Stare Down.